0: Live from Shelley's back room. It is the best political talk show you've never heard of. It's Backroom Politics Live on Blog Talk Radio. I'm your moderator Justin Russell. Joining me around the table, Congressman Al Swift, Bob Hines, Carl Toven, Alan Moore, Dan Lipner, and Rear Admiral Ken Carradine. It's Tuesday, which means it's time for backroom politics. Let's join the roundtable live at Shelley's Backroom, 1331 F Street, in the heart of our nation's capital, Washington, D.C.,
1: Good afternoon, out there in Radio Land. My name is Ken Carradine. joining me uh, at the, in the, my stand as a guest host would be Mr. My colleague, Mr. Dan Lipner, Esquire. Thanks, uh, again. Glad to have you. Also joining us at the table is uh, Mr. Niece Kreb, uh, Obama appointee, former Obama appointee to the Department of Homeland Security. Well, the gift that keeps on giving, Hillary's emails, they uh, boards ugly it again last Friday uh, when. Uh, Director of FBI uh, Comey announced uh, through a letter to Congress that uh, there were a, a good number of uh, emails left that they want to take a look at. They had discovered on uh, on Huma Abedin's estranged husband, Anthony Weiner. Alan, did, wait, did you say estranged or strange? It makes no difference. difference. <laughs> it makes no difference. Alan, uh, what what can you tell me about the details of this uh, this latest little uh, kerfuffle?
2: So. <laughs> This was this was a, a little bit of a shock out of the blue. What what Comey carefully said, but has been a little bit lost in the aftermath and the reaction of rank hypocrisy from all sides, which is fun to watch and we can comment on, um, was that new information had come to the attention of the bureau. He didn't mention Huma Abedin or Anthony Weiner. He said that that they had received uh, new information relevant to the email uh, investigation, which had recently been, in effect, um, stopped and was going to be resumed in order to see if there was information in this new cache of material that would be relevant to, uh, and important to that particular case that he felt compelled to inform the Congress of this event, uh, even though he didn't know what they were looking at, simply because he had promised under oath that he would keep them informed. And and over the weekend, we learned that the source was a laptop that had belonged uh, to Anthony Weiner, the estranged and very strange hus- uh, uh, husband of Huma Abedin, one of Hillary Clinton's very closest aides. and. It turned out that emails from her, um, uh, the origins of which are a little un- are not yet known and mysterious, um, appeared on this uh, on this device. And then a day or two later, we learned that there might be as many as six hundred and fifty thousand uh, such emails. Um, And uh, a mad scramble has occurred ever since about what should be done with these, what they are, whether Comey was operating uh, outside of his jurisdiction, violating established protocols. Um, The irony and, and, and humor and hypocrisy I referred to earlier was that the many Democrats who absolutely sung Comey's praises uh, back in July when he spoke um, beyond what uh, FBI directors normally do about the fact that the conclusion of their uh, of their prior investigation was there was insufficient evidence to charge uh, Secretary Clinton with a crime Um, and but then he went on to say in a couple of public remarks uh, both uh, at that time, and in, in testimony to the Congress, that yes, there were classified, a few, some, some relatively small, but real number of examples of classified information that were included in these emails, um, and but that that no known damage was done, and no intent could be proved, and that there was not enough uh, uh, basis uh, to to file charges. Um, that was controversial in its own right, because it went beyond what what uh, FBI directors normally say. And we were to subsequently learn that some senior people in the FBI had, came to a different conclusion uh, uh, about all of this. And I think that played into uh, his decision uh, last Friday, uh, worried that if he didn't say something about this, not only would he arguably be violating promises he made to uh, the Congress, uh, but he also might, uh, might, with a high degree of probability, be facing leaks from the department that there's a huge cache of new information out there that are, is being looked at, but they're not talking about it. Um, so he made his judgment, and the people who loved him in July, Democrats, mm-hmm. for his uh, integrity uh, etc., even though they didn't like the fact that he talked about the extreme carelessness that Secretary Clinton had used, now hate him and are charging him with uh, with gross political violations. Uh, Harry Reid, who we can't be done with too soon, even though he's around for a few more months, having thoroughly discredited himself and his job as majority leader over the last couple of years, and gutted the Senate of, of some good Democrats uh, because of uh, stupid decisions he made. Not to put too much don't, don't, it. It. Alan. What um, do you really think? He, I used to like the man, it's so that's sort of sad. Um, well, well, I I still do, but, well, and, well, and
3: I, 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 I I'm more offended by what you said
2: about Harry Reid and
3: <laughs> <laughs>
4: <laughs> but, he,
2: but you probably liked it when he said that that Mitt Romney, from the Senate floor that Mitt Romney paid no income taxes, and 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 uh, and that turned out to be uh a completely unsubstantiated yet, yet, yet
1: we digress but, but, yes, like,
2: carl, you, carl, you, but you, i just you, like he, to remind he, uh, to remind al of uh, who he's getting in bed with here and he
1: joke.
5: Joke. <laughs> carl tubin <Tubman. laughs> alan oh, is a
1: serious
5: guy first of all uh we now know that there are some people at the justice department who don't like Hillary clinton they brought this to the head of the fbi um he didn't read anything he didn't look at anything that we know of the attorney general and the deputy attorney general both asked him not to do this and he decided on his own because of this this uh, pact that he made with with the congress that uh, that he would release it i think it was wrong i think it was uh, vicious um it gave donald trump um uh, reason to go way overboard uh comparing this to uh
3: reason yeah that's, that's uh <laughs> yeah. comparing
5: this to uh to uh watergate uh, telling what you know that she she's deserved this uh it's been coming for a long time and finally we're going to get justice
1: well
3: and, and
5: i think i think that it was it was really really um an awful thing to do with 10 days left in the election. I think it's, safe to, say,
1: I think it's to, safe to say we haven't seen Donald Trump this gay in a long time.
5: Especially when there are Gideon. rules that are written down that say, do not bring anything controversial up that's within 60 days of the election. And he violated that and other, other uh uh, situation it, it, rules? It, it, uh,
6: the, the rules the rules Carl was first first Well, it, a it's a guideline it's not codified unfortunately I actually wish it was codified. Oh it yes
1: not. oh yeah um, thank you
6: no no I mean like it, it well yes somebody did write this down it's a suggestion that's nothing more than that but I think one fact that Alan left off and if I'm the, the creepiness of the wiener portion of this is I asked the question why pray tell is the fbi investigating anthony weiner and the answer to that is amongst his many creepy uh online sex scandals apparently he thought he was exchanging sexually explicit uh electronic exchanges with an underage girl in north carolina there being across state lines poof, poof creating federal jurisdiction <laughs> So, yes, Anthony Weiner is the gift that keeps on giving. That said, um, while I agree with Carl, I agree with Carl for slightly different reasons. It it honestly seems as though Comey, while trying to do the right thing, seemed oblivious to what kind of bomb he was going to set off with this. That even if his own department leaks, which I don't deny that there's a pretty high likelihood that it would leak, but a leak leak information, how that's handled in the press versus a letter from the director of the FBI being significantly different, is just remarkable that he could not see the difference in how that would have been handled, and not to mention with as little information as there seems to be about what this is going forward. So it's the Allegation that there could be something horrible there, as the Donald has said. We don't. We simply don't know. It could simply be duplicates the emails, emails that emails that have already been there. So. Denise.
1: Denise Kreb. All right.
7: So what Carl's referring to is the Hatch Act. Um, and those were allegations that Senator Reid made that he violated the Hatch Act.
2: No, he actually. I don't think that was Carlson.
7: It wasn't him. Well, I'm, I'm sorry.
5: It was what, Harry Reid. Sorry, sorry that. Harry Reid. General general information. Harry yeah, no, Reid. others. There were statements made that
7: um, and allegations have been out in the press that he violated the Hatch Act. He didn't, because if he has underlying information that has nothing to do with the Hatch Act, Hatch Act is purely political. So. If you can argue that in a vacuum, his information it's not political. Now you go to the question of was it political? Well, Mr. Col- this isn't Mr. Comey's first, you know, time in the rodeo. He has served in administrations before. What is important to note, however, is that he is in a position unlike any other agency uh, in the federal government. He has a ten-year term. He has a ten-year term, so he does not necessarily serve at the pleasure of the president any other agency um, head could be asked to resign and be forced to resign that is not the case with the FBI and he knew that he knew that he could go against the wishes of the Department of Justice so then you go to the question of was it political yes it was political was it a hatchet violation no but it was a political decision that he fully understood the ramifications for which his actions were going to uh, it cost? Congressman
1: Al, can this will this cost? Can, could this cost Hillary Clinton the election? I, I don't think
3: it's going to cost the election. Right? It's going to cause some sleepless nights on her staff and what have you, uh, and it will probably reduce her margin. <clears throat> but uh, I, I, I think that there's enough argument that can be made on both sides to keep this from crystallizing into uh, something that will regard to Hillary that much.
1: She seems she seems to be uh, on, a, on a tear for the last couple of days or so talking about this. Uh, do you think it's a good idea to keep, to keep the, uh, the dialogue going? I think that it was brilliant
3: for her, as soon as it came out, say, let it all out. I mean, she was the first one to say that, whereas sometimes politicians in that situation are the last ones to finally yeah. admit that it would be good for them yeah. to get it all out. And I think that was very smart and I think it gives her an edge in all future It'll debate up, on the it,
2: issue. it doesn't do Alan, Well, I'm, Alan I'm smiling because it runs completely and totally against her character to say let's let it all hang out. If she had let things hang out and get out over her career in Washington, we wouldn't even be having this conversation, and so it was—it it was particularly ironic that she would say, "Get it out, get it out." She took, and then of course she took two questions relating to this and nothing on anything else uh, uh, when she made her, her her brief remark. I did want to say because I was accusing the, the 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 Democrats of rank hypocrisy to make sure that that I got uh, that I made made the full circle. I the Republicans, you were do I was—I got interrupted. The <laughs> the, the Republicans were every bit the hypocrites. It was, yeah. it was Donald Trump who was ex- excoriating uh, Comey uh, just uh, just a few weeks ago, who was saying, "Well, maybe things aren't as rigged and as bad as I thought, and maybe Comey's a a good guy after all." So. It's so amusing in its way. I mean, this is big time, very important stuff, don't get me wrong. But to see all these Democrats who were praising this man's honor and integrity, now completely trashing him, and the Republicans doing exactly the opposite. And and uh, that reminds us of what a crazy time we are politically in America and particularly in, in these closing weeks. It well, kind of, kind it, of shows it, the clown car works both sides of the street. Up the street. It, it's it, a big clown car. It, yeah. it,
7: it does, and I can guarantee you what's going to happen next year, regardless of who wins, the term of the FBI director will now be shortened. Oh,
3: it,
0: no, it, no, really? No, absolutely not. You, I, no. I, see, no, I, no, I, no. Politically, I I, I'm I know, but
7: see, guys, I, I think regardless of who wins, the, the director is going to be shortened because nobody wants to be in this position again, regardless of your
2: Democrat or Republican. Alan, well, yeah, 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 two things. One, the president can fire the head of the FBI. I, I was researching this just the last few days. Only the president. The the, the 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 attorney general cannot. The president can, and of course he could be impeached or she could be impeached. And we have recent examples of of. Uh, Heads of the FBI who stepped down for one reason or another, including that they were encouraged to. It's not easy to do. It's controversial to do. Uh, you saw what the president said or, or his spokesperson said when asked, uh, 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 this is Josh Ernest yesterday, he said the president believes that the, he's a man of, uh, of, of honor and integrity and he is not taking a position for or against uh, the, the, the statement of last week. Carl Toon.
5: Well, you know, the Republicans sure have a lot to, to shout out because uh, they have been pressuring, along with Trump, uh, the FBI to do something. And <clears throat> for one reason or another, whether it was new evidence, whether whatever it was, the pressures have been there. And that's, this is what the Republicans we're hoping that would happen is something more with the emails and they've got their wish and that's why they were so happy. We're angry because of the fact that uh, all the things that he said when he made his announcement and and even though we disagree with some of it, it was over. It was over. And why at the end of a campaign, which has been as hard fought as this one has been, <clears throat> this should be brought up is really ridiculous.
1: Congressman
3: L. I I hate to disagree with the, with, my god, I can't, I can't remember your well, name. remember let's do though, oh, Denise. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Denise. <laughs> I'm going to disagree with you, but I don't know who you are. <laughs> terrible, terrible thing, old age. Uh, I hate to disagree with you about the ten-year thing. I, I don't think it's going to happen. I think it's a good idea, but I would not pin it on this. I'd pin it on J. Edgar Hoover. I mean, that man was allowed. I mean, he had he had so many presidents buffaloed from FDR right on through Lyndon Johnson and, and beyond a bit, uh, and was there. There's plenty of evidence he was digging up all kinds of mischievous stuff about everybody and a man like that shouldn't be allowed to get into a position where they can intimidate the whole
6: damn government. Well, and that's where it's worth noting that some of the voices that uh, have spoken out, not against Comey being a good guy and a, 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 a good director of the FBI, but on the inappropriateness of him releasing that letter now some of the people included. Now, uh, Eric Holder, former attorney general, speaking out, not surprising. Uh, Alberto Gonzalez speaking out, saying this was improper. Maybe that's worth noting This Alberto Gonzalez was uh, George W. Bush's attorney general. And more notably, Charles Grassley saying that this was inappropriate. Is also worth noting.
5: Denise Crabman,
6: no, before before we, no, uh, I think
1: you're about to say what I
7: said. Um,
1: uh, our friends at CNN are, are uh, noting that the FBI has released uh, uh, the uh, the files on Clinton's pardon of Mark Mark Rich.
7: Uh, I, which that's, that's the question. No, the why, question, now? why now? I mean, usually it's time. He. Why? If, if, all right, let me do the dates If I remember, Clinton pardoned Mark Rich between. The election
6: yeah the 11th hour the 11th the,
7: the, the election at January 20th so if we go by the pure year number which is usually what 10 20 is at this it's probably 20 years why right before the election if you're going to go pure 20 years it's after the election this is a political stunt
3: I think that's perfect that, yeah that's, that's much perfect. clearer that's than I think the current one is yeah, that's much more
1: well, it, the party power is absolute there's no it it's <clears throat> What are they doing?
2: Alan Alamore yeah I'm, I'm gonna we we can come back to that if we want to half of it was redacted it was a it came out as a result of a FOIA request I'm not the time the timing is, certainly raises many many questions but this other one is 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 uh pl- plenty rich with its own uh, no pun intended um with with, it, with its uh, with its own um, set of facts so so comey. Doesn't he, he, he did not know what was in this stuff because the people the, who were investigating Wiener were only looking at the Wiener communication with a minor. They, right. they uncover massive, we're talking 600 plus thousand emails. Did they skim a few? Maybe. We don't know. What we know is that there, they knew there were hundreds of thousands, and they could see the tos and froms, and, and, and for some reason, the that, that group waited maybe as long as a couple of weeks to pass the word up the chain, that was a highly questionable decision. Yeah, they wanted to but, read in all first. Well, uh, who knows? I mean, we, we don't, we, they may have read, they may not have read. We don't know. They had to get, they had to get a warrant to, to look at. It was issued, I think, on Sunday. But but they, they had to get a warrant. Department of Justice had to get a warrant. As I understand it, the Attorney General did not order the head of the FBI not to issue this statement. They advised against it. That's not, you know, I don't know whether that's a material difference or not, but now they're working in partnership. Here's what's needed. So, so you know, I have mixed feelings about Comey's decision. He 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 was between a rock and a hard place if he ever saw one of his own
1: making, Alan. Well, of his own making when he made that when he made that pledge to uh, to Congress that if he saw something else, but if if the if the if the, if the investigation is closed in the minds of your average person walking down the street the United States of America, the investigation's closed. Regardless of the fact, I'm a Republican. It, 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 am I amazed by that decision? A little bit, yeah, but still, he, he made this mess.
2: Well, okay, let's talk about, if, if you're going to go that road, let's talk about who made this mess. Let's talk about who decided to set up an independent email uh, outside server. Let's, let's, deci- let's talk about who... Stonewalled its existence and turning over the information to the State Department when she left the department. Stonewalled its existence. I know there were people here at this table who poo-pooed this story when it first came out. And I wasn't so, one of them. This is a one-week story, and so there was nobody said, as that. Yeah, not there were two. There that I can think of. Oh yeah. I don't know like and, 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 and who stonewalled all the way along? Who decided to turn? her 70,000 emails over to her own lawyer to do the vetting and eliminate 33,000. And then the State Department took its time deciding what to turn over to the Congress. This stuff, had it been done correctly and properly and appropriately, would have been 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 done done done. done a couple of years ago, not just months. So let's not lose sight of how this all can be. You're looking you're Comey. You suddenly discover that there are hundreds of thousands of emails that that deal with with Hillary Clinton, Huba Abedin, State Department, and who knows what else. And if if there's real stuff here, which we will eventually find out, and there could be, it may it may all be personal, duplic- duplicative, or outside the time of her service as Secretary of State. Those are the measures. They, they're going to do rapid work with the help of DOJ and FBI, we're going to know more before this week is out on on at least the volume of what we're looking at, and whether it's all duplicative or whether there's something that we're going to have to do Carl, to, at Carl to, to that more
5: closely. Well, it's very interesting, and this is, um, is a digression, but a few days after all this came out, uh, people came forward to tell everyone in America that Donald Trump uh, had ordered his lawyers in several of the 90 cases against him in court to also delete emails and throw them all out so they couldn't move forward with some of the cases. So
2: they both do it. Fine. Well, fine. Well, no, but, but Throw the book at everybody. But in but in that world there.
6: there's already been a leak that apparently apparently there's a investigation on Paul Manafort that's floating through the FBI. That's now leaked out. There's there's other crap now floating that, that there's an intent to investigate the Clinton Foundation and that so basically anything where there's ever been a disagreement related to any player at all, there is going to be right, right for any conspiracy theorist to jump on to say, look, this one person who wasn't is listening it any to, wonder they actually know Is they... it any
1: wonder that both of these candidates have such high disapproval ratings? I mean, is it any wonder? No. It's they've,
5: no. They've, worked <laughs> it, they've worked at oh. it for years.
1: Yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs>
5: Going all the way back to the Harding administration.
2: <laughs> Keep it <out> dumb,
5: baby. <laughs> as far as the Russian thing is concerned, evidently, Manafort and a young lady who was in the campaign at the same time both had ties with with Russia. Now, whether the woman was helping Manafort, Manafort, when he was in Russia, is, is unknown to me. But you know, uh, they've been pressed. You know, people have been pressing since th- this announcement. They said, well, you know, if you're if you're looking at us, why don't look at Trump? And his connection with Russia.
2: I think I think they need all their people to no look at about six hundred and fifty thousand right right now. No, I think it, that's it, I think it, that's it, the top it, that's it, the, it, the top part. I wanted to say one thing though about your, your your comment about Eric Holder. So Eric Holder yesterday nobody mentions William Barr, another former uh, attorney general. And Bruno Gonzalez. We heard about uh, about Gonzalez. Well, William Barr didn't. He was side by side yesterday with Eric Holder in the Washington Post, and Barr said he Comey did the right thing. Um, He was George H. W. Bush's last Attorney General, and Eric Holder said what What I found interesting about Holders was where he said he made a mistake back in July when he went out and talked, and I thought, gee. I don't remember hearing Eric Holder being critical of Comey uh, back then. It's only now where he says he screwed up then and he screwed up now. Everybody <laughs> wants to have it both ways, and it's just amusing to me that even the former attorneys general can play that game. No, no, but but but, that, but
6: that's worth noting that that the, the, the calendar matters when it. these things choose to happen and when they don't. So, I mean, this, the, the the 60-day rule, which is not, again, codified, as we as we've said, there is something to be said for throwing a landmine out there and whether or not there is a there there because there's so much confusion and so much rhetoric out there, which is part of the reason for such a thing. And, I mean, the New York Times tossed in that apparently the FBI has not done anything, and they said this in passing, since J. Edgar Hoover leaked something to uh, Dewey in his run against <laughs> Truman since everyone assumed Dewey was going to win. That was the last time the FBI has acted this close to a presidential well,
2: not election. True.
6: Not true. I, I, I just may reminded of something that
3: Morris Udall, the congressman from Arizona, once said uh, in a long debate in the Hill. He said, everything's been said, but not everybody said it. I think we've <laughs> <I think anybody laughs> all said it. Let's move on to the next topic. Right.
1: Last word to me, yes,
3: you.
7: you will hear more about this FBI uh, records fault release. Um, and the reason I'm saying that, I just went through the, the documents on the Mark Rich. They were dated in 2001. What happens usually with with FOIA documents, it's called a Freedom of Information Act request, is that um, if one person has it, if one person is requested it, then what it happens on the government within the government is that it is put out um, in the what's called a FOIA room. But I can tell you, having worked in FOIA both as requesting a FOIA document and um, reviewing FOIA for the federal government, I've never seen them push this type of document out before I've, I've never seen them push it out like this really? on Twitter ever
3: in fact wow. sometimes you have a hard time getting it pushed out at all
7: yes you? so I, I've never seen this one done before and in order to go online you have to have the approval process so somebody approved the release of this again stay tuned you're going to hear more about who this was one. that do you think I don't know but
0: this is strange all
1: right yeah we'll be back in three minutes uh, with this.
0: Is backroom politics live on Blog Talk Radio? We'll be back in a few minutes. Stay with us.
8: I saw you last night and got that all. Came in sight I got that old feeling The moment that you danced by I felt a thrill And when you caught my eye My heart stood still Once again I seemed to feel That old yearning And I knew the spark of love Was still there There'll be no new romance for me It's foolish to start For that old feeling Is still in mind
0: This is Backroom Politics. We'll be back momentarily. Stay with us.
1: The last month or so, at every rally, has been claiming
6: that if he loses
1: the election, it's because it's rigged. That there is a uh, vast uh, media conspiracy aligned against him, and that uh, no one, uh, no one is is uh, really aware of how strong and and uh, and uh, I guess powerful they are. Bob Hines, former vice president of government affairs, NBC. Tell me, how biased is the media? Not at all. Sick you, of, so you, most of them are sick, sick and tired of the,
9: of the people who are running for office.
4: <laughs>
9: <laughs> but the truth of the matter is this, this, Trump is is just... A, the, he, it is so... Unf- it's, let me put, put it this way. I think that the two-party system has failed... Uh, this election has failed the public. We've got two people who are candidates, neither one of which... Is really the kind of a person we would really like to have in there. Both of them fall, fall. and it's just very unfortunate.
6: Yeah, look, well, I, I would disagree. There is no media bias, but it's just not the bias that the Donald Trump thinks it is. The media bias is for easy. Uh, <laughs> given the choice between a complicated story that really involves a, a an in-depth understanding, and harder yet an understanding, an in-depth explanation to the public versus something easy like a sex scandal or <laughs> somebody pocketing some money that you can pretty much draw a direct line. That's the kind of thing that there's immediate bias for. And the Donald has been right with easy things for sex scandals and all of the above for those kind of things. The, the Hillary stuff is a bit more complicated going into the nature of what is classified? What isn't classified? What does it mean to have a server? What, is, what, what are the rules governing this? What, what is a FOIA? What is a FOIA request? What are all these other things? So she has arguably benefited from the complexity of some of her issues. But the, the bias, and I've experienced this on multiple campaigns, when the the issue is absolutely issues are absolutely on our side. The problem is the explanation those issues is wildly complicated. So enter the world of death tax, where most Americans think that you will pay a tax when you die unless, when in fact it's a state of over five million dollars. But those are the kind of, that's where the bias is. So when the Donald complains about this, he, he's not right. Then so there,
1: there, there are a good number of Republicans that will tell you that, 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 that they think you're exactly wrong. And the, one of the examples that they'll point to would be the, um, the uh, Candy Crowley's uh, participation in uh, the debate with um, um, uh, then Senator Obama uh, against Senator Romney during then uh, uh, president, guess, Obama. president Obama. President Obama. Then. Yes, Sorry, no. thank you. I apologize. Thank you. And uh, and Candy Crowley uh, presented an image where the uh, where Romney was debating both 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 she and, and the
6: President. And and if I'm remembering that 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 exchange, I don't remember the specifics of it. And feel free to chime in on it. But as I recall, it was a, it was issue of fact and Candy Crowley. No, no, I mean like sometimes there actually are facts that are not in dispute. And she corrected Mitt Romney on something, and that was the line that was taken from. I think that's. I think it's a bit of a Alan Moore. And she was wrong. She was. Well, well, well,
1: well, 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 <laughs> it, doesn't,
2: it doesn't even matter at this point. I can't recall, but 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 she decided to inject herself and correct him. And everybody kind of thought, oh, and they moved on, and it and she was wrong. And, and this this time in the debates, when there was all this conversation about whether the moderators were supposed to be fact checkers or not, that, that they, they went out of their way to say, look, our job is to keep the conversation going. If there's something outrageous that we notice, fine, but Let the opponents talk. Let them be each other's fact checkers. We, that is not our primary responsibility. Now, is the media biased? Of course it's biased. Individuals are biased. Newspaper reporters, journalists have opinions. They do their very best to be as objective as they can, but they also care about the country, about politicians, about life, and it's really, really hard to completely keep out of even the most objective reporting a little slant if that's how you feel. And then when you fill the the the, the newsrooms and reporters uh, and, and newspapers with people who share the political views, you end up with some level of bias. Is it, tr- is it massive, like Donald Trump says? No, it's not. That's just nonsense. That's self-serving stuff. But one of the reasons that, that you had a Fox News, which has its own bias in the midst of all this objective information it tries to convey, is because they saw a vacuum. They saw a tendency on these other particularly cable shows um, where they have so many talking heads, so much opinion, um, to, to, to counterbalance. It. It's a cha- constant challenge for management of of, of these enterprises to be as balanced as they can, but it's impossible for for humans with opinions to to be completely unbiased.
1: Congressman
3: L Well, I agree with what he said in that regard. What I want to point out is that people tend to see as biased any report that is against what they think. You know, and I remember years ago when I was working in the Democratic Party in the county of Whatcom in Bellingham, Washington, <laughs> that the, the county party got itself really all tied into a knot over how biased the local newspaper was. The local newspaper was clearly Republican, uh, if you read its editorial pages. And it's, that's a legitimate place to be biased. and <clears throat> But they thought that... And, and so they asked... Uh, another guy with some news background and me, to uh, examine the, the paper. So we, we did for a year. We had got a little old lady and told her to clip out all political news and let us know which page it was on and so forth. And then one Sunday afternoon, we just laid them all out on the dining room table and we went over them. What we found out was that the paper basically didn't like political news for whatever reason. We subsequently found out it was the city editor who just didn't think people were interested in political news. So most of it was buried. So the de- the Democratic Women's Group would complain that they the the paper never carried its its meetings notices. Well, they never we found out They never carried the Republican Women's Group's meeting notices either. You know, so they they had a bias a bias against political oh. news, but not necessarily. And, and a local attorney a prominent local attorney got elected as as Republican leader of the state Senate and the paper played it on this page seven below the, the the poll and didn't bother to rewrite the AP story on it that was the Republican he and he was he was the Republican leader in the Senate for several years he's a good guy very confident didn't agree with him on anything but he was a good guy and and the Democrats of course never saw that so I think often what you've got is a lot of crybaby crap from people who didn't didn't see the story they would have written about that event about that speech about that kind of thing and 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 they see bias where frankly their own laziness is I think, I
9: think
3: what's that, is, that is a very
5: good point Carl you. You know, I think <clears throat> Trump came into this thing He hasn't been In politics Hasn't not, not, He might have supported people in campaigns But hasn't run in a campaign And I don't think He realized the importance Of, of, uh, <clears throat> of The press and the media And he thought I can do this on my own I don't need the media and, and to a degree, he did uh, one heck of a good job in getting himself on radio, on television, in the newspapers, without having to spend a lot of money and do a lot of other things that politicians have to do to do that. And uh, I mean, you, you, you look at the um, uh, you look at the uh, debates, three debates when I got finished looking at all three of them as we all have, you know, I said to myself, the last one was really good because the moderator was really being a moderator, keep trying to keep things on in focus and, and trying to keep the thing going along at a, at a good rate uh, as I think the first two did not.
6: Well, I, yeah, look, I would actually absolutely agree, and much to right. my surprise, I think Chris Wallace actually was by far the best of the, the moderators, and I had not expected that. Right. Um, but as far as the bias stuff, and this actually was litigated, I believe, earlier this year. It may have been late last year, but I want to say earlier this year, with the Facebook controversy. The issue was Facebook uh, not putting in its news feeds things that were favorable to Republicans. And to their credit, they took a very aggressive PR stance and they invited every Republican communications expert from the Hill to the RNC up and brought them to the Facebook campus and said, this is how we do things. We're also going to try and improve what it is we, we already do. But just so you know, this is what we did in the past. And, and m- many of the Republicans, when they came, they, they, A, thanked Facebook, and they also said, all right, this isn't as bad as we thought. However, the flip side of that is the algorithms, and this is true for Facebook or Google and many other uh, places where people get their news online, the systems now by design will feed you what you want to know, things that already interest you. So the feeling that somebody might not be reading the same news you are reading is very much true now. So ironically, the conspiracy theory, which was less true is now very much true, but it's not somebody putting their fingers. Self-imposed. In it, it, it's self imposed. It's self imposed. So I I actually happened to and I, I had a friend on Facebook point this out. I actually do. I have a I have liked Donald Trump's Facebook page, so I get all of Donald Trump's crap, and it is truly remarkable stuff. That said, I am the exception. The same person who posted this asked went through and saw how many of their friends. Had either liked Hillary Clinton's Facebook page or Donald Trump's Facebook page, and the, this person happened to be Republican, and she was shocked that the majority of the people that she was friends with happened to also just like Donald Trump's Facebook page and not Hillary's. Well, and I'm, I'm
2: reminded of this because because Dan and I are Facebook friends, and occasionally a Trump thing will show up, and it'll say it'll mention a couple of my friends who will, say, including it'll say. <laughs> Daniel Lipner likes Donald Trump. <laughs> so I laugh every time that uh, that, that happens. I, I wanted to add a, a I'm little. I'm glad I can amusement. I wanted to, to add something to what, what Al was saying before about this business of individual perception. There was a just in the last week there was a there was a relatively um, uh, highly commented upon exchange between Newt Gingrich and uh, Megyn Kelly, Mm -hmm. Um, and what intrigued me about it was my my conservative Southern California Trump-loving high school friends said, look at this. He rips her apart, and some of my left-leaning Northern Virginia Democrat friends say, look at this. What an idiot Gingrich is, and she puts him down. And it's the same link. Now that's unusual, but this was a case where, where, and, and these weren't media people, but the media covered this thing too. Whether it was, you know, MSNBC and Fox and everybody else, because it was so dramatic. What they showed from it was selective, not you know, and it tended to to make Gingrich look worse or not as bad. I mean, these decisions. This, this bias thing can be very subtle, um, uh, but, but that one in particular was, was, got my attention because I was seeing it from far-right and far-left-leaning friends who all thought that this particular interview helped their point of view. Well, and
6: that's the thing. The public is, well, I mean, the, the public is schizophrenic <laughs> on this kind of stuff as well. Well, if you ask people in a thoughtful moment the kind of stuff they would like to say, people will say, I want to know about issues and these kind of things. And Newt Gingrich being the ironic point from when he was running for president four years ago, uh, he ran uh, and he won the South Carolina primary in part because the first question he was asked out of the debate was about his multiple whys and infidelities. And he took a shot at the debate moderators for basically saying, how dare you bring this up in a substantive debate in a substantive form? And it got him his only win during the primaries because he took a shot at the debate moderators for talking about sex. However, the flip side of that is, and this is the schizophrenic nature of it, by any metric, and Bob knows this because I'm sure you saw the numbers, when media organizations run stories that are substantive, they don't get reads or views or clicks or whatever what does get the clicks the reads the views are these ridiculous scandal things that have almost no bearing on people's lives i mean pe- well, people one of are the reasons one of the reasons well, that
9: is is because you know sex sells the reality <laughs> the reality is more serious and the bullshit is easy to talk about
1: And the show.
5: <laughs> no <laughs> but carl is <Tuba, laughs> <laughs> the bias for easy
6: versus hard right that's yeah. the bias. Yeah. carl Tuba.
5: the interesting thing about that exchange is is that uh, they had the exchange? Uh, everybody saw it, and of course the next day, uh, uh, Trump is uh, on the podium, and he turns down and says, "Newt, thank you, thank you. You know we don't we, we fight back. We don't take any, blah blah blah." And <clears throat> and I and I'm saying to myself, how many women throughout the United States saw both of these things? And now saw Trump congratulate him for doing it. How many women shifted from Trump to Clinton? Because <laughs> the other, the other point I wanted to make is when I heard this is going back to the debate, Wallace uh, debate. As soon as I heard that Wallace was going to be the moderator of that debate, I immediately thought of his father, and I said to myself. This is going to be the best debate of
1: the three. So Hollywood, do they are they are they part of the media that Donald Trump uh, talks about? And and I guess the reason I asked the question is because Saturday Night Live is pretty funny, and um and it's I think there's something to be said that Republicans aren't that funny. Well, not Alamo- in not intentionally funny. <laughs> <laughs> well, I take exception well. to that 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 thought, but okay. So. Moore. So
2: here's my take, because I've watched all the the, the skits, um, and my take is it's been devastating to Trump, but largely because they use Trump's words. words, and they've also been devastating to Clinton by reading her mind, some a little bit using her words, but attributing. Here's my take on it: they're attributing to her things you kind of believe um, her strutting her overconfidence which she doesn't show even though she at times probably may or may not feel so I've been intrigued with with, with how dead on they are with Trump just using his, his stuff but but have not been I think all that I mean in trying to be balanced in some ways they've been less fair to her in my observation by by this at this this guilt by attribution.
6: Yeah, I mean that's that's actually a fair statement. I think one of the like thought bubble out loud thought bubbles they have like, yeah my advisors have told me this is what a human candidate would do right. that kind of joke. Really, really. But they
7: spent forty years parodying politicals. I mean for Donald Trump to all of a sudden say Saturday like Saturday night live is picking on me. Really? What do you think they did to Sarah Palin eight years ago?
3: What do you think
7: they did to Bill Clinton 20 years ago? I mean, is, is it they well, George made... George Bush. Oh, my goodness. And Reagan. Reagan. And they still think on Bill Clinton, Gerald Ford, who
3: they had falling down almost Over. every minute.
4: Over. So, I mean, this, this is
1: how they funny.
4: bread and
5: butter.
1: Yeah, Carl Tubin.
5: You know, years ago, after, when uh, Clinton was starting to run... We were at a gov- I was at a governor's conference, Democratic governor's conference in New Hampshire, and uh, he and I got to talking. I had met both of them through Pamela Harriman, who was friendly with both. And I said, "Can I have a con- short conversation with you?" He said, "Sure." And we went over over the corner, and I said, "You know, I was thinking, one of the things that you ought to do is fly out to California." And talk to the people who do the night shows, get to know them, uh, befriend them, etc. And <clears throat> I said, "You never know how 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 they will treat you, but maybe they will treat you with a with, with you know more respect or whatever than than they normally do to other people." He flew out, <clears throat> and when he came back, and I saw him again. He said, "You know." You were you were so right and I, I think it it's gonna help, of course, when all the women's closer come through <laughs> it amped a little bit. But by and large not a little bit a lot, yeah. but by and large it did help him uh, to know these people and to go out and to have some good interviews uh, when he needed it.
2: Good advice, Carl. <laughs> you gave him you gave him good advice. Yeah,
0: absolutely. Last word. We'll be back in about 10. You know, Shelly's Backroom has been hosting Backroom Politics for seven years. Seven years! It's still unbelievable we've been doing it that long. But make no mistake about it, Shelly's Backroom is one of a kind in Washington, D.C. Shelly's is a comfortable retreat for cigar aficionados and those who simply want to unwind. The casual but elegant space features soft lighting, cozy couches, and overstuffed chairs. Shelly's Backroom is a cigar-friendly establishment, but the -the state-of-the-art air purification system keeps the atmosphere comfortable for smokers and non-smokers alike. Sit back and enjoy yourself while chatting with friends or watching one of the eight high-definition TVs, or come by any Tuesday, enjoy your favorite cigar or one of the signature cocktails, and watch how Backroom Politics is made. Convenient to be into public transportation and the sites of the nation's capital, Shelley's is easily dividable to accommodate intimate gatherings or large-scale special events. Shelley's Back Room, 1331 F Street, in the heart of our nation's capital, Washington, D.C. As Bob says, it's the place to be.
3: time. once.
0: room politics
8: and we're back
1: so uh 2016 has been an interesting election on a number of fronts but this has been the uh this this next segment uh it's been uh very interesting in its own right uh hacking wikileaks this has been uh uh i guess one year-long lesson and don't write down anything that you wouldn't want your mom to uh, your mom to read. Um, the latest victim that I can, uh, that I can uh, keep track of has been, uh, Donna Brazil, uh, the acting head of the, uh, the, uh, the DNC, uh, who apparently, uh, was found out to have been given some, uh, some questions, uh, to, uh, to, to a candidate, uh, doing one of the debates. And this was found out doing email. Um, Dan, you've worked inside of, um, uh, campaigns before. Um, Maybe it was before the advent of email, because you're, you know, kind of dated. But uh,
6: <laughs> what can you tell about internal communication? Um, there's nothing that WikiLeaks has released based, and it's notable, completely one-sided. Uh, the stuff that's come out on from the WikiLeaks stuff's all been uh, Democrat, Democratic emails. Um, there's nothing that surprised me. People say anything and everything. Um, the convenience of communication, the criticism, the uh, I'm trying to remember the professor who was running it for the Democratic nomination uh, for about fifteen minutes. Um, oh uh, it Starts with an L. Yeah,
8: Lessing
6: or something like that. Lawrence Lessig, I know. Um, who uh, <coughs> Podesta called him, an an academic, and I will not use the rest of the words, uh, which is pretty much. Or for the course. I've used that same kind of language when somebody has said something that, while academically correct, has zero bearing in the real world um, when exchanging that kind of stuff with policy people and those kind of things. So it's not uncommon because you, you're, A, you assume this is as private as a phone conversation or a conversation you're having face to face with somebody. What nobody has expected is this stuff to be made as public. As it is, which should be a lesson to everyone. I mean, Donna Brazil getting hit for CNN questions thing. I mean, while the, as as I read it, the the questions may have been verbatim, the questions were also not surprising that good debate prep wouldn't have figured out anyway. But some of the other stuff. I mean, poor Colin Powell's emails were also hacked, where he <laughs> where he had some rather choice words. For not just the former vice president Dick Cheney, but the entire Cheney family, <laughs> um, and he he's been out of the game for a while, so all of there there it's not that surprising to me. It's it, it it's mostly unfortunate that this stuff has come out and that there is nothing private. And seeing the sausage getting made, and I'm going to go out of limb here and say everyone everyone around the table, maybe with the Exception of you, Admiral Ken, since you have lived in a security world in a different way than the rest of us. But including St. Allen here, I'm sure has said things <laughs> uh, when he when he was on the Hill about other members of the Senate that his boss might be dealing with that I'm sure would have been unfortunate had it become public. What's
4: um <laughs>
6: Are you talking about Moore <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> it, it's, um, so there's something that is public and private face thing.
2: Well, the, the, there is, and um, here again, you take stuff out of context. Um, this this tide is moving so fast with new of this election um, uh, that of this campaign that that. Whenever you think it's time to focus in on something, something else comes by and pushes it aside. People, Donald Trump has said things that are outrageous and ridiculous, and then for, largely nudged aside because he comes up with some other crazy thing. Hillary Clinton said um, something which is entirely reasonable. She said it to a large group of people, frankly, and yet, out of context, of the context of a speech, for people who don't really understand how the sausage is made, right. how one legislates, she said, look, in politics, sometimes you have to have sort of a, of a, a public position and then a private position that, that's your bottom line of what you're working for. Hey, guess what? That's how negotiations work. That's how legislation gets made and it but it then was, every but day. but, the, but the, by everybody but the but the but the the words chosen and quoted and recorded and quoted suggested that she was two-faced that you have the, there's the public me and there's the private me and it's two different people and it's not what she meant it's not but you had to hear the, the the full context and you had to be sympathetic to the fact that that's how legislation gets done that's how negotiations get done that's how every union contract in the history of man has been put together there's a there's a walking in position and then there's there's negotiation and, and, and trades and you never tell the other side your bottom line often you don't know what your bottom line is mm-hmm. until you get in there and start changing things giving things and somebody comes up with a unique middle ground solution you ever thought of does that mean that you you that was part of your public or private position neither. It's something that emerged. But but there's a lot of other stuff in here that is extraordinarily embarrassing. What Donna Brazil did, just so everybody knows, and I've met her and have respect for her. I wouldn't we're not friends, we, we haven't spent that much time together. But she got access to a question that was gonna be you that was going to that was going to be shared, not necessarily used because you can't control that, but it was going to be one of the real questions for a Democratic debate, Hillary versus Bernie, and I don't remember if any of the others were still in at that point, shared it through Podesta, and it turned out to be the real thing. So, and, and, And it turns out that this was a CNN, her sometimes employer, And another group, one TV, one, I can't remember the name of the organization, the partner in that particular debate, apparently her source was those other folks. CNN wasn't sure at first. They were appalled that she would share it because uh, uh, even though she wasn't – her job at the time was deputy head of the the Democratic National Committee. You're not supposed to be picking – Picking uh, uh, among the candidates as a Democrat, that was her big problem inside the Democratic Party. But as, CNN, as a CNN paid person um, at a CNN co-sponsored event, it was also a total and complete no-no. And when this came first became public, interestingly, back in the middle of October, she resigned from CNN. But the public announcement at the time was that she was suspending her relationship serving as um, uh, I guess she'd already moved over to the to the DNC but at that point she resigned but that wasn't announced until a few days ago when more information came out about her the actual source and they said yes we've we've written her this letter and she wrote obviously a gracious letter for all CNN had done for her. If you're her good luck getting a job with, with, with a network going forward not that she won't have other things to do but that is such a violation of the, the trust of people at a news organization, and at, at, at the DNC, that that I think I think that that it, it was sort of an outlier and her just historical shorted, behavior
1: But just something just short of with uh, Debbie Wasserman Schultz uh,
2: disqualifying yes. for for future uh, future work uh, in a lot of spheres. Who knows? Sure. I,
1: I think I think that you know what what. A lot of people are amazed at, and myself included. It's just you know the embarrassing nature of some of these emails. I mean, the the only thing I can think of, and I guess in my knowledge of the political past, was some of the Richard Nixon tapes he, that came out, where he his language was a little was a little saucy. I don't like using the word sailor esque, um, having been a former naval <laughs> officer. Right. Let's, uh, let's, 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 these, these weren't words that I that you know. Well, well, Sherman absolutely yes, <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> well, Congress now. in case Justin <laughs> will get
3: upset because. Uh, yeah. Well, you know, I'm sorry. sorry. No, you. I was just going to say that that one of the things that we've uh, been talking about here, and without acknowledging it, is that technology is making all of this a different game than it used to be. Used to be, this would have been uh, said in a telephone conversation, which would probably not be recorded. I mean, Nixon was was an exception to this, but uh, because the uh, recording in the president's office was, was you know, not But the fact is that I think a lot of people need to understand that the world has changed technically, and you can't do things that you used to do automatically. Denise, Fred?
7: In the conversations I've been having with folks in the um, in the lobbying sphere. Uh, there are more emails going out now of, just call me. People have, have just, I mean, it's been a hard stop on emails, just literally, just call me.
4: Yeah.
7: And, and then the second um, part has been the unexpected exposure. So, um, of, of some that didn't expect themselves to be pulled into the WikiLeaks. So, I, you know, I, I've served in the administration, so I, of course, went on and said, just curiosity, was my name going to be pulled in? My name was not, but I pulled up some others and I went, huh. That's not good. Not only is that not good because your name is in the WikiLeaks under your emails, but certain folks um, referenced public companies who I'm sure never expected to be referenced. And, And so I think we've also got the entities themselves going. We, we don't want this again. And, and, and what do we do to make sure this never
6: happens? Well, this is an also awesome, completely new. So going back in time a little bit, and since Carl's no longer here, I'll take that mantle. <laughs> well, when Pat Buchanan was running for president in 2000, uh, under some of his records that the Nixon Library had released, because Pat Buchanan was a speechwriter uh, to Richard Nixon, and he'd written some policy papers on things and. As a staffer to the president, he he d- doing his job, taking t- taking what then as a younger staffer in, in the Nixon White House, kind of gaming out these are other alternatives. But these things came out 30 years later, and Pat Buchanan was response to things. And while well, I don't remember the specifics of it, in modern day context, if you were to look at those issues, you'd be like, oh my God, I can't believe he said this. When, in fact, he was doing his duty to the president at the time of pointing out another position or another way of looking at an issue. And so these kind of records, and and it wasn't covered under the Presidential Records Act at the time. Uh, now presidents are all covered by the Presidential Records Act. Um, it creates an interesting thing from what is the, the presidency or even a Senate office or a House office. There is, it is not simply the head. It is the entire body of people supporting that person whether or not it's the head of an agency or any elected office it's, it's a lot of hard work and there's things flying left and right sometimes you have to go with the simplest explanation and that simple explanation sometimes when laid to open to the public is not always
2: clean no more yeah it just seems to me that, that that the the WikiLeaks stuff other 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 leaks have have greatly amped up the importance of cybersecurity. You know, we talk about national secrets being stolen, and this is private communications being stolen and used for political purposes. It it appears as though there may be a Russian connection. appears as though there is a, a Russian connection with WikiLeaks. I don't know that for certain. Some people seem to be quite sure about that. Um, the democrats for a while were going down the, the dead end of saying don't even look at this stuff because it's the russians trying to interfere in our election and other people saying yeah that's a problem that's important but look at this stuff you can't ignore this stuff and it's real stuff gnescrimp and and the emails are accurate at least
7: the ones that i see i i went through some of them and they're the russians didn't that's just what i mean it, it, I hate to tell my own party, you can't dodge and say the Russians you know, manipulated every single one of them. They didn't.
2: And Donna Brazil a couple of weeks ago, tried to say, yeah. when asked about this stuff, yeah. I think that they may have doctored my email, which probably wasn't her best strategy either.
6: I agree with that, but authentication is a thing, and if you're going to dump a ton of stuff, Putting misinformation in a hundred thousand emails is not that difficult I to do. I'm not saying it that. is. No, no, no. no.
2: no. It's, it's, a, it's a clearly a, a question, but but so far as I know, no one has yet successfully showed that 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 uh, any of any email was doctored, and that's not what WikiLeaks does. Now, maybe that what they're, the people who provide to WikiLeaks right. might do if they have the ability and so on. Which
6: is why
1: Assange now no longer has internet access. Joining us late, but uh, great great to have you. John Allen. Um,
10: just because WikiLeaks now spells its name with a V does not mean that they're Russian.
1: (laughs) 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 Um, We waited all that time this is what you bring us, okay. I'm
2: I'm
10: in the WikiLeaks uh, documents um, and I've been getting uh, harassed by the Green Party on Twitter because uh, I was invited to a cocktail party uh, an off the record cocktail party with uh, Clinton hands early you know basically right before she launched the campaign or right around the time she launched the campaign uh, up in New York and um, they're they're saying that I'm corrupt because I went to have cocktails with these <laughs> folks I'm not even sure I consumed anything I usually don't uh, but the idea that a party list is uh, uh, evidence of corruption is, seems seems pretty thin to me. Uh, I, Depends I on I, who's I, on
1: the party. I got
10: off, <laughs> if it's Julian Assange, I guess. I guess I got off easy. Um, this is something that's going to royal the Democratic Party for a long, long time. I mean, there are emails in there about you know Ron Klain, who did de- debate prep for Hillary, uh, is. Talked about by John Podesta and others as being a potential traitor, as uh, somebody who's loyal to Biden and not to Clinton. And then there's email, an email from Claim to Podesta, of a story that was written about a Biden meeting. And he says, "I'm not in this story because I'm not talking to him and I'm not part of that." And it looks like, you know, if you're Ron Claim, like both Biden and the Clinton people have reason to be angry.
3: Congressman <laughs> like, Now, fighting What? I just wanted. It. No, <laughs> To reinforce the fact that, that technology is changing it, and, and yes, you had to be careful what you were saying as long as you were in politics for as long as politics has been around. I, I remember one thing Abraham Lincoln said that he probably would have just as soon not seen on the front page of the paper. He was he was out in the field checking and things, and they asked him why he didn't have general Who was the general that couldn't
1: ever do anything? McClellan. McClellan.
3: uh, And he noticed that there was only one outhouse, and somebody said to the president, why don't you have two outhouses? And he says, because it would take McClellan so long to decide which one to use, he'd be shit himself. That is probably not something that he would have liked to have seen (laughs) (laughs)
4: <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, and, 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 I, I would I would also add that you know all just about all communications these days is digital even telephones yeah and uh, the assumption that a telephone is any more of a safe uh, forum to conduct mm, anything <laughs> Anything uh, of a of a degrading nature. Yeah, of no, Dick Army had his cell phone hacked
6: while he was in in Congress once. Uh, so he pick, literally picked it right out of the sky. As they tried by his so something upon his. And the, it goes it goes back to famous the famous battle between
3: Jim McDermott and uh, the former Speaker uh, John Boehner. Who made had to do with the telephone conversation.
2: Yeah. yeah. Prince, Char- Prince Charles had a little problem. Not,
10: neither that. one of you could figure out how to turn on the tape recorder if you <laughs> spent an hour with
1: him. <laughs> All right. Last, last word. We'll uh, be back in, uh, in about five minutes. Thank you.
0: You know, Shelley's Back Room has been hosting Back Room Politics for seven years. Seven years—it's still unbelievable we've been doing it that long. But make no mistake about it, Shelley's back room is one of a kind in Washington D.C. Shelley's is a comfortable retreat for cigar aficionados and those who simply want to unwind. The casual but elegant space features soft lighting, cozy couches, and overstuffed chairs. Shelly's Backroom is a cigar-friendly establishment, but the -the state-of-the-art air purification system keeps the atmosphere comfortable for smokers and non-smokers alike. Sit back and enjoy yourself while chatting with friends or watching one of the eight high-definition TVs, or come by any Tuesday, enjoy your favorite cigar or one of the signature cocktails, and watch how Backroom Politics is made. Convenient to public transportation and the sites of the nation's capital, Shelley's is easily dividable to accommodate intimate gatherings or large-scale special events. Shelley's Back Room, 1331 F Street, in the heart of our nation's capital, Washington, D.C. As Bob says, it's the place to be.
3: One more time.
0: Politics.
1: State and, her. and we're back. Um, so um, the uh, the big news from last week, of course, uh, was the uh, the FBI's decision to uh, release the fact that they're going to look into some more emails. The real question is how has that affected the polls? Um, they they've been narrowing in some of the states, uh, places like Florida and North Carolina. Uh, Dan, you've done a, a real good look at this. What, what are you seeing?
6: So we have poll numbers that are all over the place, uh, some of which are surprising, some of which are not. Um, so, just to give you some idea of how wide ranging the poll numbers are. Uh, Florida has it, uh, has a difference of either a tie or Hillary plus one. That is not one of the more dramatic. Pennsylvania has either Hillary up 11 or plus two. Um, the crazier numbers are Utah, where uh, a name Talked about much. Um, Trump at 32, McMullen at 30, Hillary Clinton at 24. Which, for political geeks, throws all sorts of fun stuff out there. That if McMullen manages to score even an electoral college vote, and nobody reaches the magic 270, he could theoretically be the next president of the United States okay. if he gets a single electoral vote. Um, That's but then you have. But then there are other crazy numbers. So Ohio apparently, uh, and the polling is a little unclear whether or not the emails, the, the latest uh, revelations have affected it. But Ohio has Portman up 14, but the presidential race tied. Um, in, in Missouri, and this is even a weirder number, we have Donald Trump up 14, but Roy Blunt only up one. Which is an even crazier number, considering, yeah. as far as I know, Blunt is not a terrible bombastic uh, person on on the Hill by even left wing standards. You wouldn't. He's an insider, but he yeah. So you have all the stuff. So North Carolina uh, swing both directions for the for Burr being up plus three, or the Democrat uh, Ross being up plus three. So there's a lot going on here, but I, but the one thing that has been relatively consistent, while Trump's numbers have improved nationwide, with the exception of two polls, the LA Times poll and the most recent uh, ABC poll, everything else has Hillary up at least two points. Those other two exceptions have Trump. So it, it's worth noting that the other two polls. Also, and this goes counterintuitive, leave off either third-party candidates of, of uh, Gary Johnson or Jill is counterintuitive because the belief has previously been that they would be hurting Hillary though in polls that include them, Hillary has a higher number. So these numbers are all over the map. So election day is going to be interesting to say the least. However, it's also worth noting that for the Senate races, it's hard for me to see how, the, how based on the numbers I looked at today, how Democrats are not going to retake the Senate. Um, th- there are pickups almost everywhere. Um, but I, John, I disagree.
10: I'm not saying that they won't, but I, I see many paths through which the yeah. Democrats don't pick up the Senate, starting with their confidence that they're going to win an Indiana Senate race where I think uh, that they look at it as pickup. Uh, where Evan By came in late, the former senator, mm-hmm. and has lost a 20 or 30 point lead uh, to Todd Young, a congressman. But he's still up. Uh, he's still up three. Three is not much. It's a trip. Um, and it's very. And Evan Bai is, is as insider as it gets. It's, the right. positive for him, the name bai, uh is a negative for him, in that it's insider, in and in that he is a pale shadow of his father. Very pale. I mean, his father wrote two of our constitutional amendments. Evan By wrote a post office law. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I mean, I'm not kidding. No, no, no. and, and, and stayed
2: away from Indiana since he stepped from the Senate and made millions of, millions of dollars as a and He couldn't find any so. with of map of Indiana. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, there is
6: something to that. Back when Bob Kerry went back to Nebraska to try and retake his Senate seat, uh, having not set foot in Nebraska since he left the Senate, um, he is not senator By. Excuse what? me, not not.
7: But only because I he, actually he helped uh, campaign for Bob Kerry in 92. Which, which Bob Kerry's problem is what his wife said in a Vogue article, which is essentially, oh my goodness, does this mean I have to go back to Nebraska?
10: Yeah. If you'd stuck with uh, Deborah Wiggins, you would been fine. That's a Remember when he dated yeah. Deborah
2: Wiggins?
6: Yeah.
2: Oh, yeah. When he was governor.
6: Yeah. yeah. No, yeah, that says. Sure. I mean, there there are a few almost. I mean, Duckworth is up 18 points. He's going to be the next. She's going to win. She'll win. plus um, Feingold will win. Feingold's going not, to win.
2: Not certain. Weingold's not Weingold's to probably.
6: Win. He's up five. I there
1: mean, this is, is, is a,
2: there, I mean, I was talking today to a Wisconsin a uh, 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 friend who was horrified at something she had just seen on the internet about that particular race. About him, so I don't even remember what it was. I thought he would win. Um, let, me, let me let me say a word about polls and what it means to be up five and up two and up three and down two. Um, it, it, polls polls are samples of people that you talk to. Still mostly people with landlines, although they're trying to expand beyond landlines. You see polling data with what's called a plus or minus number, usually 3 to 4%. And they'll call it margin of error. And then you'll hear uh, people on TV talking about how it's within the margin of error. And no one knows exactly what that means. So you tend to zero in on the number itself. If, if you're Donald Trump and you like the number, that's the only thing you talk about, even if it's an, a total outlier to the trends. The reason it's so important to look at to watch these trends over time, look at clusters of polls and see where the movement is, is, is that's the way you get your most accurate picture. The more, in a given poll, you come up with this margin of error number, and it's a function of how big the universe of people you're interested in, if you're just looking at one state or the whole United States. How many people is in the size of your sample, your random sample and and then you adjust on the basis of how many you get to see when they say margin of error let's say it's three percent plus if so let, let, let's let's say the poll shows that the Clinton is up by two but the margin of error is three that means she might be up as many as five she might even be down by one in and, and 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 even that is not a certainty what that means is that if you took a whole bunch of polls, 95% of the time, it would be within the margin of error of three. 5% of the time, it would be outside of that. It's a little bit like flipping a, flipping a penny ten times. It's going to come up pretty much heads or tails five each Sometimes it'll be six and one four of the other could be seven and three could be ten out of ten that's really really rare but it happens and and when you're talking about statistics you got to be careful when you get you get wedded to a, a statistics number that's where you watch the trends it just means ninety five percent of the time this is the margin of it. I thought, would you oh, agree, God. would you
1: agree would you agree that over the, the uh, at least in my memory, the last three, last four presidential elections, uh, and even counting the midterms, that the polling has been pretty good. I mean, it's, it's, it's been a pretty good indicator of how things were, were going, to, going to pan out. And I think they're better
6: than off your elections because the, the voter turnout is more predictable.
2: It's pretty good. It's, it is not infallible. No, and, didn't say that. And there's a bunch of, and there's a bunch of examples often and, and they're all they're all trying to measure this stuff there's this Nate silver guy who's the, the you know the, the the most popular most most quoted pollster out there now in this website 538 he was trashing Trump for months and months and months never 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 oops maybe now maybe now and and it was under polling and I mean now in the last election he guessed Either 49 or 50 of the states correctly. Um, he's he's really good at this, but he also knows how hard and difficult and complicated it okay. is. And one of the things, one of the possible impacts people are talking about for the for the Comey statement of last Friday is that if people say they're all crooks, we and, and idiots. I mean, we, we we hate Trump. We think he's completely incompetent and and horrible temperament. We've never liked Hillary very much. Now we like her even less. Last week's Clinton Foundation stuff, self-enrichment, and now the new questions. I'm not even going to go vote.
6: Now, I, to, to, Dan follow, to follow up and highlight uh, Alan's statement, I had to look up the name because I'd honestly forgotten it. Uh, Governor Roy Barnes of Georgia, uh, when he lost his reelection uh, in, in 2002, I was physically in the DNC. Uh, at their election party. and there's a gap in the room from when law since uh, Governor Barnes had essentially done everything politically correct from any outsider's standpoint. He was running ads two years prior, talking about his election reform, but one of the things that, in this case, and how polling, especially in off years, because you have to weigh your sample. You have to believe you're, you're measuring the, the appropriate amount of how many people are going to turn out. And and they did a post-mortem afterwards trying to figure out what they did wrong. And poor Roy Barnes, for all the things he did, the great political tragedy that he did is he didn't take the Confederate flag off the Georgia state flag. He simply made it smaller. For a segment of the population, this spurred turnout significantly enough. To turn that election, this is the post mortem, that they knew of the people that believed it. They just didn't know that many of them were going to vote. And in fact, it cost them the governorship, it cost them re-election. So those things are out there, and sometimes those predictions are wrong, which is part of the reason why the highlighting the, the crazy mixed numbers, because straight ticket voting tends to be more of the norm because we frequently talk about low information voters, so there being a Democratic or Republican wave. But these crazy disparities, and more intriguing to me is the disparity of Trump being up a huge number, but a fellow Republican being down in that same state. I find
2: amazing. That's a, yeah, that's counter to the, what we're seeing elsewhere.
6: Right. And yeah. So, I mean, in Nevada, which is a seat that Republicans had hoped to pick up with uh, Harry Reid's retirement, um, uh, Heck. Uh, Joe Heck has been cursed, apparently, and very much very well might be might lose to Cortez who I know nothing about. But that has no John Allen. That's that's not a, a
10: net gain for the Democrats. That's, that's a whole no no that's,
6: that's not a net gain. But going through the uh, the other numbers, that was the one Republican pickup that was kind of expected. Nevada's not a progressive state, even though Harry Reid uh, has held the seat, it's not it's not an obvious Democratic state. This other list that going down, the the odds of holding on to the Pennsylvania Senate seat are iffy at that.
10: The court is absolutely going to win. If you're a Republican and wants to win in Nevada statewide, you have to appeal to some percentage of the Hispanic electorate. Joe Heck is now on a ballot with Donald Trump. That is not helpful. You also probably want to appeal to a pretty sizable percentage of the Mormon population in Nevada, which is maybe 6%, but votes and tends to vote Republican. Joe Heck is sharing a ballot with Donald Trump. These are huge challenges for Joe Heck. I think it explains why he's having trouble winning a seat that should be winnable for Republicans. But if you look at the map, across the map, you can look at Democrats picking up Illinois, probably Wisconsin, with Alan's caveat. New Hampshire looks pretty much gone for the Republicans. And then you have trouble. I have trouble finding that fourth seat that
6: I say, that's a lockdown for the Democrats. A lockdown a lockdown I, I would so North Carolina mean burn Ross that uh, polls are in both directions either one up three so that's,
7: let me talk about North Carolina because that that's my country um, a, a lot of it's going to depend on if she can get the african-american vote out uh, there are articles that should be concerning to the Democratic Party where they're saying the older African-american population is going out voting because they are the ones in the 50s and the 60s and the 70s got out the vote and said you know what we want to vote And they were successful. So they're going. But it's the millennial generation that are saying, hey, you know, we're not really happy with Hillary. And if they don't get the millennials out in North Carolina, the African-American population, they they will lose it. And they will lose it even though there are some strong democratic holds in North Carolina. You've got Charlotte. You've got Raleigh. You've got Durham. But you have a sizable rural population that is going. huge population. Huge
4: population.
7: And not only rural But it's the retired military population around Fayetteville and it's around Camp Lejeune and some other areas that are going to go for Trump. So if they don't get out the millennial vote, and African-Americans,
4: they're gone.
10: But on the presidential level, unless Trump can win Virginia or Colorado, he doesn't win the election. She wins Virginia and Colorado and the rest of the Democratic
1: states. I think she's still Plus double digits. She's up double digits in Virginia right now. Yeah. It's he's better than the poll you're looking at, but yeah. It's, yeah it's on that, that was real clear today. Colorado's Colorado a little closer to four or five.
10: Yeah. Um, New Hampshire looks like it's going her direction. She wins those three states, she could lose that district in Maine, whatever. Yeah. But you're looking at a two hundred and seventy two electoral vote <laughs> win. Well, what that's I
1: that's not
2: that's not, not comfortable. Yeah. No,
1: no, well,
10: it,
2: yeah, it's a, <laughs> it's not a wave election. Um but it's all about winning. Well, you yeah. know what's really interesting it, well, is,
1: is been has been has been the variability of the polls in the in the in the last 30 days. Because I remember I, w- I was watching I was watching MSNBC I guess about a week and a half two weeks ago, and uh, one of the pundits came on and was saying that that even Texas was in play. I started laughing. There's no way. And uh, and uh, I guess whoever one of the uh, the guy uh, Scarborough or whatever. He laughed along too. There's just no way that Texas is going to go blue. Never going to happen.
2: Yeah, I and mean, that's I think an example. So someday. well, you'll get a you know, you'll you'll get an outlier poll that that that's sort of outside that normal margin. One of one poll out of twenty is going to be outside that margin of error. Just the by, LA by Times one is routinely so, the one that's on the outside. Right.
1: But Congressman Al,
2: question: <clears throat> Is it going
3: to be a long night next Tuesday, or will it? We decided pretty quickly. For, for the, I am predicting. I, okay, oh, that's, so that's a good segue. No, no, that, that's, that's a, a, great a great segue. segue yeah,
6: absolutely. So I would. Dan, your prediction for for the presidential. Uh, I don't think it's going to be a long night. I think Hillary is going to win it. But uh, based on one other number that nobody's talked about nationally, Louisiana has a crazy system, which I actually think should be national. Louisiana is going to have a runoff. There are five candidates running: three Republicans and two Democrats. Nobody's going to get the 50% plus one to guarantee no runoff, in which case the Louisiana system is the top two vote-getters run against each other three weeks later, a, a early December, uh, for, for the seat. So Louisiana um, might be the state with a dog poop on their shoe this time, right? It's not the first time. Mm-hmm. Louisiana, because of its <laughs> system, and I, w- I would argue it's good democracy because it actually, you could have two Republicans or two Democrats running against each other in the final general election vote, but nobody's going to get the 50% plus one. So Louisiana could dictate the Senate, which is going to be a headache for everyone and a ton of money float. So if you're a political consultant in Louisiana, bring on the money. But if you're not,
4: it's
7: going David, to be a
6: war. David Duke is uh, on the ballot. Though. And to so that
7: end, I'm getting a lot of emails from um, Democrats down in Louisiana saying, please donate, please donate, get out the vote, for exactly that reason, because it's not only a Senate race that um, will be up for grabs in the jungle system, but it's also several House races with Fleming and Bustani yeah. and a couple of the others. Fleming and Bustani are giving up their House seats to run for the Senate, but there are others. Now, Louisiana it, is
9: really
1: wide open.
7: It is completely wide open for the House and the Senate, and the folks are already banking the money so they can go into uh, December. Long night. Oh, very long night.
1: Okay, for the presidency?
7: Oh, I think so. And, okay. and, and not only do I think it's going to be a long night for the presidency, I wouldn't be surprised to see emails flying first thing about lawyers and litigation, that there will be cases. So
1: how do oh. you think it's going to go? Well, who you
7: predict?
10: He might sue if he wins.
7: <laughs> Actually, we wouldn't be surprised. I mean, I, I think Hillary is going to win, but I think we are going to be in court all day in multiple
6: districts. Which, by the way, is also part of the fear factor of the failure to confirm a ninth nice justice to the Supreme Court. Yes. The terror of terrors is a 4-4 split at the Supreme Court and a lower court dictating the presidency. For I was at ground zero for the 2000 election. I was physically in the count room in Miami-Dade County as the official Democratic Party observer. And how'd that work out? For the chaos that that happened there, the nation looked at the Supreme Court and said they have spoken and this is over. The idea of a, a, a lower appellate court Potentially deciding the election is terrifying. Alan Moore.
2: Yeah, I, I don't like that thought myself. Um, I don't know if it'll be a long night. The, 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 the states that are going to be close are on the eastern side of the U.S. And so if they can, if, if, if you have a clear winner in these states that, that John was talking about, um, we don't need to even wait for Colorado. And we certainly and we know what the big states farther west, how they're going to go. So we, we don't have to wait on them. Um, the, 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 the real toss-up states are all on the eastern side of the country. And presumably by, yeah, I mean, there's a decent chance that by midnight eastern time um, we're going to know who prevails, in which case it won't be a, a, a late night. I just, I don't know. I mean, it's everything continues to move. WikiLeaks isn't done. The FBI may or may not have mm. something to say.
10: They continue further. to do awkward dumps on the
2: Clinton. We're watching CNN
10: right now. They released, <laughs> they released this file on Mark Rich's pardon.
2: I know. It's about time. <laughs> I know. But, so you, you uh, want to predict an outcome? Dumb. Do I want to predict an outcome? I still think Hillary Clinton will, will prevail. Okay. Um, but I haven't put any money on it. Um, And uh, it's staggering to me and sad to me that a a person who is so completely unqualified, talking Donald Trump now, in virtually any measure that you would want to put on what we're looking for in a president, personality, character, temperament, knowledge, level of curiosity, understanding of of how things work. He's, he gets an F across the board, is still running neck and neck, tells tells us the, the powerful negatives that Hillary Clinton and the Clinton brand uh, now bring.
1: John, no, in, in respect of your need to maintain journalistic objectivity, I'll, long night or not, no, no other predictions required. Uh,
10: I think that it will be a long night in that we're not going to get reporting until all the polls are closed, and Colorado may matter, and it's Western. Um, so unless, unless Clinton wins Florida or wins North Carolina, um, you know, I think you'll have some, it'll take some time to figure out. Uh, one, one thing I would say is um, I, I understand Donald Trump yesterday for Halloween, you know, it's kind of leaning into what Alan was saying, uh, went as an ascended presidential candidate.
1: Did
3: you put on
10: the
1: wings? Congressman Al.
4: Predictions?
3: Oh, you, you were asking me for predictions. Yes, sir. I thought you were asking me to respond to this nonsense. worry <laughs> <laughs> will win. I don't know whether it will be a long night or not, but I suspect... Uh, Not. The primary reason that you've had some long nights has been because there have been boats that were, particularly on the West Coast, that weren't in and what have you, and that's not going to count because they're all going to, you know, cave for Hillary pretty fast. So, Hillary, uh, midnight sounds reasonable Eastern time to me.
1: Bob Hines.
9: I think it'd be 11 o'clock.
1: Okay.
6: So a, oh, Ohio so goes the country.
9: Uh, why not? We're the
10: best. <laughs> do you do think
9: she'll win Ohio? I will. Who, who, whoever wins Ohio will win by less than two percent. Be very close. I think. It, right. I was out there a couple weeks ago, and it's all mixed. Nobody it. It's very tight.
6: There, there was a crazy study that somebody did that the Cleveland Indians might actually dictate Ohio, and that is. Or when teams, when hometown teams win, the party in power gets a two-point uh, bump in the polls. The immediately uh, election that comes right out. or their chicken bones? In no, Florida, so somebody so. literally did this study.
9: That's
4: this Does this mean, mean
6: adult,
9: the Cincinnati Reds and, the, uh, and the, uh, the Cleveland Indians are going to tops?
6: Uh, if, if there, if if, if it was an all Ohio series, that 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 might, that might change things. But I don't think so. I, I, Illinois is a lock. So
10: if the yeah. Indians
2: win, uh, Hillary well, if,
10: wins. I mean, if if Clevelanders are looking for a reason to continue uh, what's going on, I mean, I would say the Cavaliers plus the Indians is one heck of an incentive. Yeah. And then the Browns—that's the last thing they're waiting for. Yeah, that Sunday Browns game may, may destroy them. <laughs> well, uh, or they could get their first victory. They could use
2: it.
1: <laughs> well, I'm going to go with uh, midnight, and uh, and I'm I'm thinking that uh, I'm going to go with Alan's feeling on this. I um, uh, I think it'll be Clinton uh, by by uh, by hair. Um, I think that. Um, Quite frankly, I think uh, my party's nominee is just—he just, just pissed off too many people, and they're they're outraged by it. And uh, they're just people that I know—people uh, of color
6: and women that just just—they're just—and they're just not going to have it. If the turnout's there, I think it's Clinton. Yeah, I mean that there there is some data that's available as far as early voting, and apparently, uh, female voters early voting. The numbers are things that people have never seen before. So it's impossible for me to believe that is good for Trump. I mean, there are people who can say it all they want. It is just impossible for me to believe that helped the Donald Trump.
10: Well, Hillary Clinton found out in 2008 that, run, that not embracing the historic nature of her candidacy was
4: a, a flaw, it was a
10: problem. She ran as a battleship instead of as woman. And this time around, her plan was, I'm going to run more as a woman. It didn't help her as much in the primary as she thought it would be, as she thought it would. But when Donald Trump appeared on the scene, she didn't have to do that. It wasn't, I'm going to do lots of things for women. It was simply, I'm going to protect women. I'm not, I'm not Trump.
6: Yeah. yeah. Saturday Night Live basically <laughs> nailed this one, which we were talking about sure. earlier. The, the no, no. Let Donald. we can have my time. Let him keep speaking. That more than help. Hillary with, with the women's vote. Uh, She's triangulating on women.
1: <laughs> okay, that last word. So it's uh, time to move on to Justin's favorite part of the show. <laughs> passing the buck there, and he's not even Nobody here. <laughs> I like it too, but I mean it's his show. So uh, tell me a story, Bob Hines.
9: Next president of the United States is a woman.
1: Okay, all right, Congressman Al. I hate this. Uh, You have so much material to choose from. Well, yeah.
3: (laughs) Let's see. I'll predict that uh, this segment of the program will be gone within three years. All right.
2: (laughs) Well, we've got a lot of really wonderful... John Allen.
1: (laughs) Federal investigators leak. Okay. Uh, (laughs) Okay. You mean information-wise? Wait, are you about <laughs> to make a story here, John? No, like,
10: no. no. it's like, I mean, Jim Comey is I'm going to look into your email. Jim Comey, Jim Comey comes out, sends a letter to Congress because he's worried that his his bureau is going to leak from under it. Before he did that, there were all kinds of leaks going, uh, you know, in sort of Trump's direction. Then afterward, there were all sorts of leaks going in both directions. The FBI can polygraph anybody within its organization anytime it wants for pretty much any reason, and they're worried about leaks. This doesn't feel like somebody who's actually in control of
1: their bureau. Elmore.
2: So I, I was reflecting mm. on uh, the, the latest development with the FBI and the Comi comments and stuff and trying to figure out in all of this who wins and who loses, who are the winners and losers. And it seemed to me that, you know, if it, if it suppresses the votes, that might help Republicans down ticket. it. So maybe maybe that puts it creates additional uncertainty in some of these Senate races, for example, that, that we talked about. Huma Abedin is a, is, a, is a huge loser. It seems like a nice person, smart person. She will never get a security clearance again because she didn't turn over all the machines that had stuff, and, 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 she, didn't, uh, uh, and she, she failed to fulfill the promise of not keeping copies of stuff. We have to assume that even if everything they have is duplicative, right there she uh, is is that is a massive violation it's 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 too bad because she's m- married to the douchebag that we talked about earlier and is obviously is really important okay and, <laughs> and, and, and really and really uh a, a a a highly competent woman and you see what some of these emails say and it's like she's right on target so i i don't know the woman i just i she's she's playing a big loser the winners. There's a few winners. There's this distraction. We should be talking about the Clinton Foundation, among other things, and how it has enriched the the, the Clinton family, not just Bill Clinton, but the Clinton family, so they could have a multi-million-dollar wedding for their daughter and everything else. And we're not that. That has not got any attention. Um, uh, Trump failed to take advantage of that in all of the early uh, debates, um, and and uh, that one continues to just sort of ride a little bit uh, 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 under the radar. The, uh, uh, you know, these other little scandals, Donna Brazil, she should be probably getting more attention, but it, because there's so much attention to the FBI, she's, she's out of it. The other, the, that's because of the distraction. There's also there, the potential winner. Here, here's, a, here's a real potential winner, Tim Kaine. So let's suppose that there really is some really nasty, <laughs> ugly stuff in this material we don't find out about it until after the election and it is so devastating uh to uh to president-elect clinton that she has to step aside before she's even uh sworn (laughs) in and because of the president refuses to pardon her ahead of time and so she steps aside um we never have a female president and we have uh, tim kane as president i mean that would be the biggest win of all i'm not predicting that but uh He's a potential winner yeah, nice yeah, 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 of yeah, yeah, the nicest guy in scary Florida by the United yeah, that's
1: States.
6: That's right. That's right. Denise
7: Cribb. So I just want to say thank you to everybody who's running, regardless of whether you're Republican, you're Democrat, you're Green Party, you're Libertarian. You're you're doing a, a, a civic duty that most people don't want to do. They'll throw pop shots at you, but but they don't want to do it. And I say that as being both the daughter of a political candidate, the wife of a political candidate, and then a political candidate myself. <laughs> It's a hard
3: life. Aren't your children running? For
7: oh, uh, no, I hope not. Class president. Yeah, no. We're not let's, old, let's, soon right. as I get there. I know. but Let's hope not. But it, it's a hard life that you're living, oh, yeah. and it'll be over in a week. But, but thank you, because but for what you are doing, we wouldn't have a democratic process. It's messy. It's ugly. But it's why we're different from a lot of other countries. So thank you.
6: Dan Lipner, and I'm going to make a not-so-bold predictions because he does not have a friend in the world. Anthony Wiener is going to jail. There is not a soul to protect him going forward, regardless of who wins. He is going to jail. And he's going to have friends there. <laughs>
1: Those guys don't like people going after little girls. Um, my, uh, my story... Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Carlos, danger? You're going to see some danger, buddy. To prison. <laughs> so uh his went to So I went, uh, I went uh, down to uh, Alabama over the weekend to, to uh, check on my elderly parents. They're doing well. Uh, yesterday afternoon, uh, as I prepared to uh, fly back, I decided to sit out and have a, have a cigar, in which case, at that point, my mother, my little Baptist lady, came out and started giving me what for for smoking cigars. And she asked me, you know, when I was going to stop, and I had to tell her, "Well, Mom, I was prepared to do that right up until President Obama uh, opened the uh, uh, re- removed the uh, the ban on Cuban cigars. Four I, more I years. I Four more years. <laughs> Thanks, Obama. Thank you, President Obama. Well, <laughs> <laughs> really that's blame blame them. Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> Um, that's it for this week's show. Uh, you can find us on uh, uh on uh, blogtalkradio.com. Oh, also, we are not on Tuesday. I'm going
4: to get oh, there. Sorry, yeah, but...
1: but since Dan brought it up, we're not going to be on next Tuesday. Look for us Wednesday, next Wednesday, uh, November 9th. Uh, Four o'clock Eastern, uh, where we'll the day, glad, after, the the day after, the they election, after the election, so you they can find gone. out whether our predictions uh,
6: were on target or not. Alan will be glad to say Dan was right again.
1: Questions, I will say that. Questions, comments, and complaints about Dan or Alan
6: can be directed to
1: Justin at Backroom Politics. <laughs> 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 All right. And uh, as always, we're coming to you live from Shelley's back room in the heart of Washington D.C. Right. Bob.
9: My golly, boy! This is the place to be.
1: Uh, good night, America. See you next weekend. Don't forget to go boot. and